Imagine it's the big day, the day you finally retire. Woohoo! <laughs> Imagine your finances are in great shape and you can sleep soundly knowing that your financial future is solid as a rock. Now, answer this. What will you do on day one of retirement? What about on day 100? What about 10 years down the line or even 20 years down the line? Today on the Mach 1 Market Moment, we'll look at some of these questions that you should ask yourself before retiring, questions that may not be directly tied to your finances. Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. A quick reminder that the hosts of the show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. We upload a brand new podcast every Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms. We are Mach 1 Financial Group on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. If you have a question you want us to answer here on the podcast, just send an email to podcast at Mach1FG.com. If you want to learn more about your financial future, you can schedule a free consultation with any of our advisors here at Mach 1 with absolutely no obligation. Just head to Mach1FG.com for more information. Welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment, episode number 98. Today is part two of our discussion on important questions you should answer before you decide to retire. Last week, we looked at the purely financial side of things. Today, we're looking at the non-financial side of retirement. These are going to be questions that are a lot more personal to, to you, so it's going to be obviously different for everybody. Again, uh, on today's Mach 1 Market Moment, we have Mike Frost back again today, and uh, this episode is uniquely applicable. These last two episodes, I should say, are uniquely applicable to Mike because, as we mentioned in the previous episode, Mike is coming up on retirement coming up in January, and I know you're looking forward to that, right, Mike? Absolutely. Uh, I will miss working here with you guys and the clients, but, uh, you know, this is what you work for your whole life. And so uh, I've done a lot of research into retirement planning. You know, we talk about planning, planning, planning. Well, I do it in my own life. And so that's kind of the things we're going to talk about. today. Yeah. So this is this is a fun topic, I think, both last week, but especially I think this week. Right. Is is even more fun because it's kind of expanding the horizons on what retirement could look like once you've got the financial side taken care of right then you can start to kind of dream big and have big plans right well and, and that's what i tell people too once you've got the financial side figured out and you got that plan then what next uh, but if you never get that financial plan worked out it doesn't matter what's next that's right so like our last episode that's what we talked about the financial piece I'm sorry it's kind of the difference between dreams and goals or dreams and planning right if you if you might have all these dreams of what you think you'd like to do retirement, but if you don't have a plan to get there, it's not a goal. It's that, just a dream. You're absolutely right. So we're going to help today, hopefully, share some thoughts that if, if you're there and, yep, I've got my finances done, you know, but that, that retirement date, when I step off into that retirement, what does that look like? Well, hopefully we'll help you, give you the questions to ask so you'll have an idea of what that does look like. All right. So question number one yep. is... Am I ready to leave my job? Yes. I mean, think about it. And this is really for men, especially. Uh, you, you build your careers. 
I mean, you have the people that you work with and your acquaintances. And then once you hang it up, you have that party, you get the cake, and they shove you out the door. Then what? Who's your group of friends going to be? Who are you going to associate with? What is it you're going to do? Is your spouse on board with it? Uh, It's scary. You're stepping off into the unknown. But you can make it known if you do some proper planning. That's right. So what? So let's expand on that. I mean, what do you mean by making it known by doing proper planning? Let's give some people examples of maybe some of the things that you and Carol have even done. Well, you, you told us this years ago, Dave, when we first came here. You said it's more important what you retire to than what you retire from. And oftentimes we see here people like, I just can't wait. That, you know, a client last week. I'm retiring in June. I don't care. I can't wait to get out of there. And so my next question is, okay, what are you going to do in July? And there was no answer. They just wanted to get away from this situation, but there wasn't a, where am I going to or what am I going to go do? All right, so what in Carol and I, what have we done? Well, of course, we've done the planning. Uh, We've been clients at Mach 1 for years, and we've got the, the financial planning done. But now it's, what are we going to do? Yeah. Well, just so everybody knows, I'm retiring first, and she's going to keep working for a year. Uh, so that I can get used to being home without anybody. <laughs> I'll get to learn how to do all the cooking and the cleaning mm-hmm. and the shopping and all that, and that's fine. I'll be happy to do that. Uh, but also, I've got some hobbies that I've got planned, and I'm going to do some volunteering at our church. Uh, so right now, I've got about three or four days a week already planned, Yeah, which is a little scary. Uh, <laughs> but but you need a routine, that's right. and uh, I've, I've already got a plan that Okay, this is what I'm going to do in the mornings, this this time of day, then this. So it, it's not like I'm going to get up and watch Oprah all day or Fox News or whatever. So there, you got to have a plan. you got to have a purpose of what you're going to go do, or you'll end up sitting in front of the TV, and those people don't last very long. That's right. That's right. you got to stay active and healthy to, to last long. Um, so I think, and Mike, you're, you're more of an expert in this department than I am because you're basically at retirement. But I would think you start with a list of your passions. What do you love to do? And then you start developing a plan around that. And also on that note, as you start to address that, um, you know, some people may want to work part time in retirement. And how can they use their passions to how does that kind of potentially align with income? Well, as far as working part time, uh, a lot of studies show now that's what a lot of retirees want to do. They don't want to go from, you know, 40 hours, 50 hours a week to zero. If they can go from 40 to 50 hours a week to 20 and then maybe to 10 and then work their way out. And now with the brain drain going on with all the great resignation, that should be a great opportunity for folks that want to do that. If you don't think your employer offers it, just ask. Um, I had a client in last week talking about this very topic. He says, I'd like to retire, but I still like to work there, you know, 10, 20 hours a week because he enjoys what he does. He's good at what he does. And it's like, man, the employer would be crazy not to. But everybody has a passion. You love flying, okay? I love woodworking and other things. So take that passion. You might be able to earn money at it, but at least put it to work. Yeah. Uh, use it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be for money, but if it's for money, that's all the better. Yeah, just to, to give a few ideas. You mentioned a few there. Like you, you mentioned my example. I think, and you know, who knows what, what God's plans will be uh, as life unfolds, but I think a great post-retirement part-time job for me would be flight instructing i'm a i was a flight instructor in the air force i think i'd love to do go back to doing that at least part-time just to you know give myself something to do and earn a little bit of income on the side um 
you know, for some people, it might be like clients that I've worked with in the past that love golfing. Some of them love to work at the golf course, either in the pro shop or riding the mower around the golf course or whatever. So again, figuring out a way to monetize, monetize your passions and, and what you love to do. Well, and for my point, uh, I'm going to help out the church, met with our pastor. Yeah. Uh, we, we do something called benevolence. People that have needs come to our church, and we tend to help them. Uh, I'm of the mind that if, if you give a, a drunk a drink, then that's not helping them. If you give someone money that's not good with money, that's probably not helping them. So we're going to provide some classes to help these folks that need help to make sure they can manage that help. Yeah. Um, and so, you know. And that's a way of converting your passion. For that's what we do here. Into, that's yeah. what we're going to do there. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So uh, another, you know, common question or thing to think about is what kind of social life do you want to have post-retirement? Yeah, that's really important, too, because there's a thing called Great Depression. You take the example of a guy that's worked for 20, 30 years and had the colleagues and he retires and the colleagues kind of like they got their own thing and now you're retired. Who are you going to associate with? I mean, if you don't have a group of friends or something to go do that involves people, uh, it's going to be a sad retirement. Uh, but so you need to figure that out beforehand. Don't wait till the day you retire like, okay, I need a group of friends. That's going to be tough to find. Yeah. So you need to have that social interaction planned out before you retire. You do. And you, you hit on this earlier, but kind of goes hand in hand with what you're talking about, about, you know, one of the, one of the best ways to prevent being depressed is by helping others, right? Getting involved in your church post-retirement or a charity or whatever as a way to give back to the community that you live in. That is a great way to take take the eyes off of any problems that you may have because all of us have problems, right? So if you can get out of your your problems and focus that energy on helping others, that can prevent getting depressed. And you can do it right in your neighborhood. I mean, you could see there's an, someone in your neighborhood that needs help. Maybe you mow their grass or they need uh, something fixed, the mailbox felt. You can do it right where you live. You don't have to go across the world to do it. But, yeah, how can you serve other people? Yeah. Uh, I haven't met anybody yet that does that that's depressed, to your point, David. So, yeah, look how you can help out. A couple other, um, you know, common things that we see is what about, you know, moving or downsizing? Or what about moving closer to family? What, do, what would you say about those? Uh, we topics? have that. I just, again, talked to a client yesterday that's thinking about doing that. When they retire, they're going to move to Colorado. Uh, so a lot of discussions about, think about it. Now, now you're going to downsize, okay? Can you put all your furniture in that smaller home? Uh, do, do you have a two-story home now, and maybe you need to get to a one level because in the future you may not be able to climb those stairs? Uh, do you want to move close to kids? If you do move, move close to your children or grandchildren, what if they move? Are you going to move with them again and again and again? Uh, so lots of concerns and questions. I have a brother that lived in Nashville, Tennessee his whole life. Retired, moves to Florida, Mexico Beach. He lives there three months, hurricane wipes his house out. So you, you got to be aware of all those things that could happen. And, and then if you, he did that, he moved away from family. Uh, so is that something you want to do? Yeah. So downsizing homes uh, post-retirement is a fairly common thing that we see. If you want more information on how to downsize, especially in this current market, you can check out episode number 95, where we had a lot of great tips from a local realtor, Rob Winkle, about that. Great information if you want to check that out. Okay, uh, let's transition to the next topic. What about spouses' goals, right? Because you've got to, uh, you know, you're, most people are going from, uh, working separately from their spouse for at least eight hours a day, five days a week to now, you know, you're going to be together. So it's important to have a plan that works for both of you. 
or you have one of the spouse keeps working, I'd, I'd recommend that. But <laughs> but think about that. If, if you're both spouse work and then both retired at the same time, you, you maybe you've had kids, you've raised kids, and you've worked your whole life, and, and you've been away, and now you're spending 24 hours a day with each other, and she has plans to do X, and you have plans to do Y. Now there's a problem. And believe it or not, in in retirement, there's this thing called gray divorce because people realize, now, wait a minute, I raised kids with this person, live with them all this time, but now we're spending all this time together. I don't even know who they are. So you really got to have a conversation before you retire with your spouse. Hey, do we want to travel? You know, Carol, my wife, she has nothing to do with an RV. Yeah. I mean, we talk about it, and the answer is always, it's not no, there's an adjective in front of it. So. <laughs> It, it's no, that's not an opportunity, not a chance, not happening. Yeah. But if I was adamant about it, now that'd be a problem. Yeah. Right. So you got to be on the same page. Yeah. You know, do you really want to travel or do you just want to go to the beach every summer or make sure your goals are the same? And we used a technique on doing that. Recently, we went down to Houston and in a hotel room, we did something called a mind map. And that's where we kind of just laid out. This is what our goals are for retirement. And we did, you know, spiritual goals. We did family goals. We did travel goals. We did our bucket list. We laid it all out, and we agreed on it. Uh, believe it or not, we agreed on it. It's, yeah. it's hard to believe. <laughs> but it, now we have a plan. Yeah. And, and we saw it. We put it on poster paper. We saw it. it. It's laid out there. If you look, if you Google mind maps, you'll see what that looks like. Also recommend doing something called a timeline. Like So next year, plan to retire next year, 2023. And I draw a line for the next, say, 20 years. And, and we list out, what do we want to do each of those years? And we put a dollar number to it. So we want to take all of our kids to Disney. I've got a son-in-law and a daughter-in-law that have never been there. And i got two grandsons, of course, that have never been there. So we want to take them all to Disney. Well, that's going to cost X. So that's next year. The year after, we want to do Y. That's going to cost. And then we just plan that out and then say, okay, do we have money to do that? And at what age will we be when we do that? And if we want family to go, how old will they be? And you can say, you know what? No, let's move that Disney trip up or move it out, depending on whatever it is. Because the grandkids may be too old if you waited too long yeah. and may not be interested. They don't want to go when they're 25 with grandpa. <laughs> That's right. So, so if you put that on paper and you can see it with your spouse and you both agree on it, yeah, you can change things later, but at least get it out where you both can talk about it. Like, yes, we want to take an RV trip. Not happening in my house, but you might like that. That's so. right. Yeah, because it kind of goes along with what I was saying earlier. If you just have dreams of doing stuff versus a plan, it's just a dream and not a goal. Once you put something on paper and you schedule it, like kind of like you all have done, now it becomes a plan. Now you just execute the plan, right? So that's great. Uh, any other uh, – what other topics would you, would you uh, say are non-financial – things that yep. folks need to think about well what we've t talked about making sure you have something to do you have a purpose uh, what you retire to is more important than what you retire from and, and that is so critical uh, the retirees that come in here that are the the most satisfied yes they have their finances in order but they have a plan uh, you know the the couple I'm talking about they take all their grandchildren one at a time on a cruise when each one of them turns 12 years old and so they've got that planned out now for X number of years for all their grandchildren. I think they got nine. Uh, now imagine that. But, but things like that, make sure you have a purpose. Know what you want to go do. Uh, have something to do. If you don't have anything to do in retirement, you're just going to stay it. I'd encourage you to keep working. 
So, okay. So once you've got all that down, you know what your purpose is, you got your money done, you're on board with your spouse, uh, you, you have a plan, then you need a plan for the end. Because the end is going to come. Yeah, we just don't know when, yeah. but it's coming. It, it's coming. So, Carol and I, we've already done this. We've visited a funeral home. In the state of Arkansas, if you visit a funeral home, they're required by law to give you a price list. So you walk in, they have to give you a price list. And then you can pick out, plan out your funeral. Whether you'll be cremated, whether you'll be buried, what your headstone, did, you get to pick all that out, take all that stress off your family, and it's laid out. So our kids know funeral home X, you go in there, mom and dad's got all their stuff laid out. It tells you exactly what to do. And it's not paid for. And we're going to hopefully leave them enough they can pay for our funeral. But it's done. And so they know it's done, and they don't have to stress over getting all that done. So that's your funeral, getting that all laid out. But then you need to do your paperwork. You got to get your will or trust or whatever it is. You got to have that done. You do not want to die what's called intestate, not having a will or a trust. And, and if you do what we recommend, uh, you put your beneficiaries on all your accounts. And then you have a beneficiary deed on your home, which means you just designate who your home goes to. That bypasses probate. And then you put TODs, transfer on death, on everything else that has a title. Then that bypasses probate. So now you got all your financial stuff that has a beneficiary. You got all of your real assets that go to people outside of probate. For us, the only thing that's left is the contents of our home. And if our son and daughter wants to fight over my easy chair, let them have it. So <laughs> I might get some enjoyment out of that. So you got to get all your paperwork in place, get your that's funeral right. done. Then you have a power of attorney. Uh, we just had an attorney come in and talk to us last week. You got to have a power of attorney that's strong enough that that power of attorney can create a trust if need be. Uh, so you need to talk to your attorney about that. Um, then we always recommend having a love drawer. What's a love drawer? It's where you have all your paperwork in one spot. You have a list of all your accounts, all account numbers, all policy numbers, all phone numbers, everything, passwords in one file. And you tell your family something happens to us, go to that file, and it's got everything. That's right. Because it doesn't matter if you've done all this planning, but the kids don't know where on earth to find it, right? So you got to got to make sure the kids know where all the plan where the plan is so that if you suddenly died unexpectedly like simultaneously in a car accident or something they know what where the plan is right and and we don't recommend having a safety deposit box right because somebody's got to get in it and if they don't have the they're not signatures they don't have the key they can't get in if your will's in there then it takes court order to get it out we recommend a fireproof waterproof safe at your house and your kids know the combination right put your paperwork in there when you're gone they go in there and look at it ready to go right okay um all right that covers the topics we were planning to cover for today so the today we covered the non-financial questions that every retiree should think about and try to answer prior to ideally prior to retirement but this still is applicable to a post-retiree, right? If you haven't done this, it's not too late, right? If you're still breathing, it's not too late. That's right. That's right. So, um, all right, thanks for covering all that, Mike, especially with your situation, with your soon upcoming retirement. So, uh, Mike, you've got the thought for the day for us as well. I, I think. do have another thought for the day. Uh, and just to recap, you know, you got to get the financial stuff done first. Once you've got that done, then – Knowing the non-financials is just as important uh, because it can cause you serious problems if you don't have this stuff ready uh, before you retire. Okay, 
Thought of the day from Harry S. Truman. A little bit lengthy here. Makes a good point. You can always amend a big plan, but you can never expand a little one. I don't believe in little plans. I believe in plans big enough to meet a situation we cannot possibly foresee now. So what he's saying is don't plan small, plan big, because you don't know what 20, 30 years from now is going to be. Harry S. Truman, I think it worked out for him too. Yeah, I, I love that quote. Um, you know, the, the my version of that quote would be, it's not really my quote from the Bible, Ephesians 3.20 says, now he is able to do immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine. So if you, you know, might as well dream big, right? Might dream as well. Big. Yeah. All right. That's it for uh, today's episode. Thank you for joining us for episode 98 of the Mach 1 Market Moment, where we've been discussing non-financial questions every retiree should answer before retirement. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we look forward to talking to you again next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.mock-1financial.com slash disclosures.